Right. Ready? Ready to go. Welcome everybody to the Be More Rugby podcast, our very first episode with me, James and Jay Stokes and our very special guest, me, Trevor. Trevor, a.k.a. Smacks. Smacks. Smith. Um, so, kicking off, let's just have a warm-up with what we've been doing this week. Um, this week, I had a... Well, last weekend I was up in Scotland for the uh, for the big one. A uh, bit of a difficult loss for everybody, uh, which was quite hard. Felt very, very alone up in up in Scotland. Um, and then just yesterday, had a good game here uh, for the twos against against Bournemouth, which was a good game. Uh, unfortunately, we had our senior academy game cancelled because of the weather. Um, so it's been a nice, relaxing Sunday, catching up on some Six Nations and. Nursing a uh, a sore head after yesterday's big win. <laughs> Good lad. Should say thank you to Smacks and Wimborne Rugby Football Club for letting us um, do our podcast here mm. today. Um, so thank you, Smacks, for coming in and opening up for us. No problem. Have you had a, a fruitful week? I've had a busy week cleaning up the clubhouse after you people made a mess of it last week <laughs> massive apologies massive apologies and I've been watching the recording of some Mexicans at Motorfield last week on the telly yes there over and over again over and over again there, yeah. there were quite a few uh, Mexicans around in the end I think there was nine of us in in total and uh, the cameras started following us around a bit you know when we were, we were there and we were like oh are we going to get on TV and very luckily myself and uh, another member mm. of our party Jack Arnold uh, managed to get on uh, national t- television and my fl- phone blew up and I had about 100 people messaging me saying just seen you on TV just seen you on TV <laughs> then going back into work and uh, the kids are all saying oh yeah we saw you saw you on the weekend with a massive cigar in your mouth and a sombrero and stuff like that I was like oh yeah great uh, it was a fake cigar it was a fake cigar but a real sombrero <laughs> but a real sombrero yes. and a real poncho so has that gone on your social media no definitely not, but that <laughs> <laughs> there, not? there have there has been some pictures of uh, of us dressed up as uh, Mexicans that have gone all over social media, but you know, it's always better to not have too many people filming you and watching I that. I saw stuff. the line out practice. Ah, uh, did you? I yeah, thought that footage, footage had died and uh, yeah, had been yeah, deleted. Yeah. Uh, okay, there you go. Yeah. So game was good yesterday. You were captain, second team. Yeah, yeah. So captain the uh, the second team again. Um, that's my third time this this season now captaining which was really really nice especially when emotions are very high against our nearest and dearest at Bournemouth um I think I wasn't involved in the in the week the week before but it seemed to be a bit more of a more even game and it was nice to come away with a bit of a controversial W it was no controversy there at all just a win more points you gotta win wins a win but so it is more points wins and man of the match and yes, I did get man of the match as well. <laughs> <laughs> you coughed that yeah. one out. <laughs> Which uh, he was keeping very quiet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, so it was uh, on a personal note quite well to go well. First try of the season as well. And, you know, to put your head against Bournemouth is, is a pretty pretty big one. And I don't score very many, especially on the wing. And the winning try. The winning try, yeah. So, yeah, very, must be a uh, special occasion. But it must have been some pretty poor, poor defending in the back line to... Be able no, to get me br- out there on the brilliant end. attack. Yeah, well, there you go. There you go. And less importantly today, the big England game. Did you watch mm. this, Max? Mm, I did, I did. Uh, Views? A, a win is a win. Uh, 
there will be no French or Irish that will be shaking with fear. No. no, nor the Welsh. That, that's my belief. But they'll do. They'll do what they do. They'll do what they do. Keep Smithy on. Smithy man of the match today for England. This might have been a bit better than you yesterday, Jay. Well, oh, you know, so sure. very similar players. Oh, I get that. I get that. Uh, but yeah, yeah well, a win is a win. That's all we can do. A bit of a run out for some youngsters at today. Some some new faces. I think that's prob probably bolstered the team a little bit uh, for mm. the future, just to give them that experience. A little nine, excellent. Oh, mm. Harry Randall. I can mm. remember when um, he was, he's only two years above me and he played in the uh, Prem, Prem Cup 7s that they always play at the end of pre-season, start of the start of the season sort of area. And um, this little tiny lad was ripping people apart. I was like, he is well decent. And then uh, he went on at Gloucester and then obviously went to Bristol. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, he's, you know, it's quite a nice story. He's been told his whole life he's too small to play rugby. And now I personally think he's, the best nine in England at the moment. He he, uh, he he he's brilliant. Really, you know, if you look at like players like Danny Kerr and Ben Youngs, they were always very chalk and cheese. As in, Ben Young started, and then Danny Kerr would come on. I think he's got a really good mix of both of them, and he tackles like a dream as well. You know, people, you know, they get mesmerised by how small he is, so they try and go for him, and then he snots them, and it's he's a new good. kid on the block. He'll take oh, over. Yeah. He'll, he'll be the 100%. new new nine. I think him and him and Marcus. Smith are the are the the future of England. And it's it's good to see that there is that progression because I feel recently you know it's been very much Ford Farrell and Ben Youngs and I think you know when you've got those key positions, Eddie seems to have gone. Actually, I've got it wrong for a bit. I'm gonna open well, it up. He's brought some very experienced players back into the squad as well that mm. had kind of run. Well, we all felt, and I think they felt mm. they'd run their time mm. um, just to come and bolster, but. Um, mm. Then you know mm. you look at Jamie George, who was left out of selection, and you know that's the best I've seen him yeah. play in a long time today. Exactly, two tries today. Yeah, two yeah. tries today. Yeah. Why not a hat trick? Mm. <laughs> drop him, I say, drop him. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you got to stick with the old hands. Give the young ones the experience mm. and the pat on the back. Mm. That certainly works. Courtney Laws, old man, possibly. He mm. won't go to the next World Cup, probably. Mm. But he's there now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're missing him at the moment with their. You know, Tom Curry's great, but. I think quiet today. Very quiet today, and he's been quiet every time he's been given the captain's armband. You know, you look at somebody like Courtney Laws; he's really experienced and arguably plays plays better when he's got the the captain armband on. I think there is a significant leadership missing in that England team at the moment. But it'd be interesting to see when people like Courtney Laws come back. Joe Launchbury isn't far away, mm -hmm. and when you know, and Farrell, and Far. I think Farrell's done for the championship. I think he's been declared out I don't I know. hope so yeah I, I agree I don't think he could offer much it's more interesting for me is can they get a fit manager Alangi to answer that massive hole at, mm. at 12 because Joe Marchand's great but he's the same player as Slade it's that you're playing the same person at 12 and 13 they don't offer anything different you know you can have a ball playing you look at that centre pairing you know you can have a, a ball playing 12 but then you've got to have a big 13 or you can do it the other way around, have a ball playing 10, then have your big 12 and then a ball playing 13. You can't have a ball player at 10, 12 and 13 because you've got no go forward and you haven't exactly got... Eddie likes two 10s doesn't he? He does, he does, ah. he does. So that that's going to be Ford or Farrell? Mm. Like, uh, could you play, I mean I know Ford played today at, at 12 but... For 10 minutes or whatever. Yeah but you know, that's not enough to say that he is a 12 or he could play 12. Be interesting anyway in the next few games. 
Mm, Welsh next yeah. week, next two mm -hmm. weeks' time. Welsh. Two weeks' time, yep. Yeah. So getting back to our Good game, on. I think we kick off the first half then. And uh, again, welcome Trevor Smacks oh, Smith. Please, please just call me Smacks. We'll just call you Smacks. Who Good does one. call you Trevor? She who must be obeyed. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I'm in trouble. <laughs> Trevor. Yeah, it is. So, so do you want to just introduce yourself then, Smacks, and me, to uh, our guests? Yeah, we'll do. Um, Trevor Smith. Uh, everyone knows me as Smacks. Um, George Clooney lookalike. Um, and I'm just always here doing everything. Just at the rugby club. That's me. Kind of that's it. Wimborne Rugby Club. Yeah, the rugby club. The rugby, rugby club. Rugby club yeah, you did. Yeah. Yes, yeah. you did. Mm. Yeah. That's, that's what, what I meant. The rugby club. There is others, apparently. Other rugby clubs are available. But none as good as this, obviously. And that's about it with me. Put that under there. I just get in people's way here and do stuff. What? I mean, I'd, I'd strongly disagree with that, Smacks. But what, um, what are your what are your roles within the club here? You know, what I know you've done many, but you know, right talk now, us through what you're doing right now. Uh, right now, um, vice chairman recently. Cool. Um, yeah, congratulations on that one. Mm, yeah, massive congratulations. That was a position we didn't have for years, mm. and it's a crucial spot. But it's up now. Um, I kind of keep the place a little bit clean mm. um, and run the shop. That's about it. Yeah. You have repairs here and there. All the things that matter. Well, the things that people don't see and don't think need to get done. Mm. Nobody knows or cares, really, who mops the floor, who cleans the loos, who changes the bowls, who puts toilet rolls in the loos. Mm. And no one knows. It just gets done by this magic little fairy. And that's what I do. Do you wear a fairy costume as you as you do those things? I do. I have a little wand mm -hmm. and some magic dust that mm -hmm. I sprinkle around, uh, and I sprinkled some on you yesterday. That's why you played so well. Well, mm. yes. Can I have that every week? Is is that all right? No, ah, no. Okay. you can overdose on it. I have <laughs> never heard you referred to as little, but we'll move on from that one anyway. Okay. So. Good, <laughs> good. Yes, you've not seen me in the showers. What other roles have you done in the in the club? I Max? was. Um, Oh, I am facilities manager or clubhouse manager, whatever you want to call it. Um, and I was with the Colts for 15 years. Not as a sentence, um, <laughs> as a manager of them. Very successful years, I think. Mm. Of which you played a part as well, Jay, didn't you? I certainly did towards yes, the end of your... Yeah. Award. I think I was actually the, the last age group, was I, I not? I think you were. I think once you'd had me, you knew it wasn't going to get any better, so... Yeah, I got, I got a little bit poorly then, didn't I? You did. Yeah. You did. Uh, and, and that signaled the end of it. But there we go. And it was time to move on. Mm. The problem was we were quite good with the little man, little Barry Maitman. We were quite mm. good. And if you're quite good, people are afraid to step in. Because mm. they figure that's not broke, let's not fix it. Mm. But you've got to move on. So what was your success rate then is the in the Colts? Ooh. Would you be able to put um, a number on it or a percentage on it well it wasn't my success rate it was the cult success rate. oh yeah but yeah. while you were a manager okay uh i would say there was every year we'd have won at least two trophies i would think mm. probably that three or four some years uh, a national trophy in about the fourth or fifth year um yeah it was good and it was fun i think everyone enjoyed it mm. yeah our tours was not to be mentioned here because we don't talk about that no, definitely not. But they were fun, weren't they? They certainly were. Yes, they they were. Cer they certainly yeah. were. 
Smatch, what what do you think was the key to your success with Barry over those over those fifteen years? I think we're different. Okay. Uh, he's short. I'm tall. That's not important. <laughs> he's always on the negative, and I'm always on the positive. Um, and it's not wrong to be negative. It it, it worked. Ying and Yang. Right. It worked. Um, yeah, it just worked. I think. Barry's got all the skills. I claim to know nothing at all about rugby. I don't want to know nothing at all about rugby. You see, I remember when I when I was 16 and I was coming up into the Colts, um, and I remember obviously I'd heard lots about you and and how you know things were going to be different once you'd taken over. And I'd heard you'd actually had a few caps for England as a as a second row. Yes, I, d- I did. Kind of stretch the realms of truth mm. with a lot of the boys. Yeah. Uh, and. And why would nobody, you know, everybody would believe you? Why wouldn't they, Max? Uh, well, I would say, why would they? Really? Mm. Okay. Mm. Were you, how, when it comes to rugby, what would you say within the actual game? Obviously, you're very experienced on the admin and management and people side. What about playing-wise? I played a few games at school, and that's it. That's it. Wow. Yep. Reason, reason for that? Didn't, wasn't good at it, didn't think so didn't want to do it mm. so didn't do it if you don't want to do it don't do it yeah and I kind of couldn't I did dodgy checker so I did I didn't do any sports but except for rugby mm. how, how did you how did you get involved with the club here mm. the club good lad mm-hmm. uh, I our eldest Curly was just coming into Colts and Stuart Newman was the 16s um, lead coach uh, and I'd just come off like driving trucks up the road all week and I he said Smacks you're not driving now do you want to do a bit of management with the Colts mm. uh, yes please Stuart and 15 years later I tunnelled under the fence and got out there yeah. you go and I got free yes do you miss it uh, do I miss it ooh do I miss it I probably do mm. but I'm pleased I'm not doing it yeah okay because it had its time and you can't stick with the old ways. Mm-hmm. What do you What do you mean? Can't stick with the old ways? Because you can't stick with the old ways. If we stuck with the old ways, we wouldn't be driving electric cars. Mm. Okay. Progress, progress, progress. You've got to keep up with the times. Old school doesn't work. What we, don't would you w- we don't have leather boots with laces in. Uh, with uh, leather balls with laces in. Mm. Things move on. What What would you say to the people that feel? But actually, since you and Barry have stopped doing what you did, that it's taken a, a backward step. I don't think it has taken a backward step. No? No, I don't. I think possibly uh, it wasn't instantly good when uh, Barry and myself... Uh, I was there a year before Barry. It wasn't mm. instantly good as soon as Barry and myself got together. Mm. You've got to work at it. And, and if people aren't prepared... I think it goes across all age groups that there, there's... Uh, in many clubs that, that um, coaches and managers think it's about them mm. and, they, and I had the smallest ego ever mm. it was smaller than Barry and he is small <laughs> uh, and, but it wasn't about us it wasn't about us at all uh, and, and we didn't look for didn't look for winning I'm sure you can remember Barry said I don't care about the result today mm. if you put in the best performance you will you will find success mm. you may lose to a team that's better than you uh, and that's that goes on to after school after work uh, after mm. rugby it, you've just got to put in your best performance 
Right. And that's all anyone can ask for. Mm. So what were your skills then you brought to the the club when you came to the club, we'll call it, <laughs> um, and started as manager of the Colts with Barry? What, what did you, I know you say he was always negative and you were always positive. You were both very different, one tall, one short, etc. But <laughs> Well, he wasn't always positive. He, he, had a, he wasn't always negative, sorry. He had a bit of a negative attitude, didn't he? And mm. Jay, Jay would back that up. Uh, Barry was old school, mm. coaching like from years ago. Would you agree? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I didn't know if it was old school then because I hadn't seen any coaching. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what was my skills? Or uh, I kind of think the the young ones, seventeens, eighteens of that time, or sixteens, seventeens, because they're under seventeen, under eighteen. Uh, I there was a lot of them that kind of wanted or needed a bit of a dad figure uh, and it got worse f- uh, for the next five or six years mm. um, and then it got better and now it's gone worse again things come around go around uh, what was my skills I kind of talked to him I kind of had a, a, a I would hope that all of them could talk to me about things that they couldn't talk to their mum and dad about or mum or dad or whatever it is mm. or both dads or both mums um, and that was my bit. I was kind of the, I don't know, I was their surrogate dad, maybe. Mm. I think that's probably, would that be a good thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. yeah I mean, I grew up in a, in a awesome household, but fatherless. You know, didn't have a sort of male figure. You know, I've always been the the man of the house, so to so to speak. What um, a man! <laughs> was, was but that's a shame. That's a shame. For a young age, mm. to feel you have to be the man of the house. Mm. But then I feel. The reason why I got on so well with you, Smacks, and bought so heavily into the the club environment um, was purely because of how well you built relationships with not just me, but every single person that was in that squad. Uh, and I think the reason why I coach and you know manage the way I do now is probably due to the environment that I was developed in, which is the environment that you and Barry created. Uh, and you have to have it. Mm. Uh, if, if Barry was here, we would have to accept y- that, what you just said. But if you haven't got it in you, then you won't do it. And there were, as you know, many other guys who went through it, through Colts, just from your age group. But they are not as successful as a player and a manager and a coach as you are. Mm. So if you haven't got it in you, it can't come out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if we pay a part in that, well, good. Well done, us. I say. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, my youngest and um, both my sons do psychology. They talk about nurture and nature. Is that what you're talking about? That actually, there's more nature involved. No, no. Perhaps in nurture. No, or I think it's a fifty-fifty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 yeah. I don't. I think you. I don't think you're born to b- do anything, and I don't think you're born to not do anything. I think everybody can achieve whatever they want to achieve. Do you think you see it in? Did you see it in Jay? Did you see the? I never saw nothing in Jay. I think <laughs> he's a terrible player, <laughs> an even worse coach. Uh, did I see it in Jay? Uh, no, I didn't. Uh, but I didn't see it in in any of them. I just wanted to push all of all of them, every single one of as far as I could. Uh, for them, and, and there's a limit to, in my view, there's a limit to how far most people will want to push it. Could we've had more people go on like James Williams and Harry Baz, probably, mm. but if they didn't want it, or if 
they didn't have the right links or the, uh, the their parents weren't in touch with the right people that that could have got them that far then they won't make it but but yeah I just push everyone as far as they can why why do I push them as far as they can yeah so they achieve for their own good mm. but what do you get from it I see them blossom I get nothing I, 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 I didn't want to get nothing the, the fun is to see them blossom mm. and, and the fun is now sitting back I was a couple of years back out here and we had a first team out here and I think there was one of them that hadn't come up through the coach that, that was a big day mm. for me personally mm. yeah one of them hadn't come up through the coach and that was I think Diggs yeah uh, everybody else had come up through the coach mm. at the club which is good for the club mm. you know homebred is excellent because you don't pay them they, they have the passion for the place they have the commitment and, and the desire and with that with passion commitment desire put in a few skills uh, and you've got a team mm. Would you see that as more fulfilling than a club that perhaps buys in players? And without, pays a doubt, yeah. w- without a doubt. Without a doubt. 100%. We're a grassroots club. If we don't provide our own, then we're no club. But mm. it's, I see it as black and white as that. Because we can't afford to buy them. Because so, I take all the money. So, <laughs> naturally. <laughs> yes. Well, as you would. Yes, as I, you have would. S- I have seen the price of the coffee. I must admit, it's a bit... Uh, but it is good coffee. It is good coffee, yeah. At very the good club. Yeah. So where did you go then? You say you finished truck driving. Where did I? What work did, wise? Did you just re- was that retirement? No, 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 no. I was um, driving like long distance, and uh, our eldest, uh, be he, he was like fifteen, sixteen, and he was being put in a position. He took on the role of being the man of the house, mm. and, and that's not right. I didn't think it was right, um, so I just finished my job. Didn't have a job found a job and and then Curly can be a boy because he was still a mm. child mm. Uh, and, y- and you shouldn't be a have to be the man of house when you're still a child I don't think uh, and I went back to my assumed role of being in charge as long as wife is not there and the boys and the cats I was the boss then <laughs> <laughs> and that's how it is now yes so that was it so I just come off long distance and become local local truck driving just so you could be close to family absolutely absolutely mm. yeah yeah, yeah. Just, a bit hit, just hit in the pocket but there you go things don't matter like that do they I don't think no I'm yeah. very much a believer as yeah. you've said that um, young uh, boys girls they should have that opportunity to be kids yeah yeah right up until responsibility starts kicking in which is about 96 years old in my opinion <laughs> 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 Be as childish as long as you can. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm with I that say. one. Yeah, definitely. So, Matt, when we want to take you back to that first, if you can remember that far back, when you first met met Barry, what what were your initial first impressions, and how did how did you become the friends and the awesome successful colleagues you you've been? Ooh, first meeting with the little man would have been probably here on a Tuesday or maybe before uh, a pre-season chat uh, I kind of told informed him and a few coaches how it had run last year and I was learning the game for the first mm-hmm. season and then I kind of told him how I saw it running in the future mm-hmm. and we 
had ideas, exchanged ideas, and come up with a successful, I think, successful way of running it, and and we stuck with it. Mm. So that was my first dinners with Wee Man, and yeah, he's a good boy. He's a good lad. Yeah, yeah. top dollar in my book. Yeah. Mm. So if you if somebody came to you, and I know that other clubs have approached both of you mm. a, a, as a pair. If you had somebody brand new who was setting up brand new rugby club and they came to you as a culture expert, as a people and a relationship expert, what advice would you give to a brand new manager slash coach? Good question. What advice I would say, give it a go for yourself. Find a way of doing it for yourself. Uh, If you need advice, ask questions. If I know the answer, I'll tell you. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't tell him anything that wasn't the truth from my point of view. Mm. I, I wouldn't lie to anyone. It's if you have a question, ask me. If I know the answer, I'll tell it. Mm. But I wouldn't do it for him. Mm-hmm. I kind of think you need to learn for yourself on the mm. job, as it were. And mm. it's not tricky. Once you set it up, it kind of runs itself. Mm. And how how would you say that you set it up in a way to to run itself? How do you set it up? Mm. Uh, by, uh, t- for me, the, the the being approachable from mm. all all of the players, boys and girls, as it is now at mm. ages. If you're approachable and you listen and you kind of coerce them into doing it the right way or what you see as being the right way, um, and let the coaches coach. I never wanted to coach. I never want to coach. I, 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 it's just not something I want to do. I, coaches coach. And I used to do what the rest of it. Mm. I think that's pretty much about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I, I could tell them everything like bottles, shirts, bibs, balls, get everything sorted and just let the coaches coach. Don't step on their toes. Mm. That's, how I, that's how I immediately took on as the right thing to do. And I think if you look back at the success, that was probably the right thing to do. Mm. Could we have done better as a bunch of players? No, I don't think we could at any year at all. Could we have done better as coaches? Possibly. Or managers? Possibly. But players couldn't have done any better. And I think that's because, and you'll know because you played, mm. that you would give everything. Mm. And I'm sure they do now. But I kind of think that they did give everything. Just everything. For the club. And, and it was good fun and all the players enjoyed it yeah so where did your love of rugby come I didn't I didn't really have a love for it at all I clearly liked it because he liked the fights there was mm. also a rugby match going on and that got in the way of the fighting in his book <laughs> but it did he was second row and he liked the fights and it was you could have fights it was okay it was just schools rugby Christy Cluffs was fine and that's what you done it for <laughs> yeah and so so we came to the club and with Stuart Newman's bunch um, I guess my admiration for the game came from Stuart Newman uh, he was uh, in four years 12s, 13s, 14s, 15s uh, and 16s, five years or whatever it was he only lost one game to a Dorset club in four years wow what? that's mental yeah it's insane it was the first game uh, against Dorchester 
uh, under 13. So it was 13s, 14s, 15s, 16s, and they lost one game in four years to a Dorset club. That's mental. It's insane. Mm. It's insane. But that's that was my admiration for it for the for the game. Uh, and Cody was involved uh, in the last three years of that. Um, but yeah, so it was, I kind of uh, uh, and Cody would come out with it as an angry teenager, have a few fights, and come home as a proper lad, you know, mm. good lad, good lad, calm, and yeah, it worked. And then Tyler come on the scene. Tyler had a different game. Didn't like the fisticuffs, but he liked the cheek that went with it. Mm. He was a, he would have been a horrible player to have played against, in my opinion. Um, Talking all the time to the other team or Gobby, Gobby, yeah, yeah, Gobby, which is kind of good when you're a nine. But he wasn't a nine. He was a. Uh, both the boys weren't not really good at the game, but they enjoyed it, and that's fine. I don't I don't care if you if you if you think you're really poor at it. If you enjoy it, mm. then play it. I say, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're really good, someone's going to pick you up uh, a better club further up the ladder. But no, so uh, so the question was, did I? Where did my love for the game? Yeah, it it came from watching Stewart's boys or Curly to be fair, I this, uh, and I thought, yeah, it's, it's got to be good. I'm certain, 100% certain that the same values that are in rugby are in other sports, but I don't know that. But I do know they are they are in rugby. Mm. A little bit different, maybe with kiss ball because you don't have the respect for the referee. Mm. Um, I think that's across the board. Um, but yeah, so my real love for the game came from watching our eldest son play the game. So there's um, a series I just started watching on Amazon, which is the story of rugby, mm-hmm. and it talks about how it progressed into the game we've got today, mm-hmm. and. A lot of it's all about the young lads, too much aggression, too much time on their hands, too much energy, coming together and, and focusing on something, spending some energy on something, and coming away feeling like they've done something valuable or, or useful or energetic and being yeah. being a bit more relaxed afterwards, if you like. I think there are, there are a fair few guys here who would have been in prison if if they hadn't got into rugby here or somewhere else and it gets rid of their aggression and it 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 taught them that everyone's not against them you can have teammates and the opposition are against you for like 80 minutes and then it's done with you know it's it got a lot of anger out of a lot of people um yeah i I think that was a good thing that was that was something that i got from the game Personally, I think maybe by myself and other coaches like Gwynna, to name, lo- there's loads of them. Um, yeah, we all had a hand in putting probably 10 or 12 guys back on the straight and narrow. And that's a good thing. Mm. You know, when they're 15, 16, and they're going a bit, a, a bit wayward, shall we say. Yeah, they're becoming scallywags. Mm. But yeah, put the straight and narrow and keep them out of nick. So what were you like when you were young? I was then? gorgeous. I was were the you? best child <laughs> ever. <laughs> yes. yeah. I should have just written that answer yeah. down, shouldn't I? I, I, I should have known that one was coming. When I was born, I wasn't named. They called me Son of God. <laughs> I, 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 I kid you not. So, yeah. And then I just got better and better and better. That's, yeah. That's that's about the probably not the truth, really. What was it like as a child? I was um, 
don't know. I was a child at the time. I, I was uh, not a healthy chap. Um, I, yeah, that was it. I just not healthy, but healthy as in just. I did dodgy didn't ticker, exercise. Dodgy okay. ticker from a very young age. From when I was seven, maybe six or seven. I was a naughty lad at school. Had to sit next to a girl. Can't name her name because I just saw her just recently on Facebook. And I did, I did. I hadn't seen her since school. Um, and if he was a bad lad, you had to sit next to a girl. Boys don't like sitting next to girls when they're six. Uh, so I had to sit next to her, and she had scarlet fever. and uh, But it didn't come out in her, but it did in me. Left me with a dodgy heart, dodgy eyes, and a year off school where all my skin fell off. Wow. Oh it God. was lovely. Yeah. At six years old. I was six or seven. Yeah. Eight, maybe, I don't know. Can't remember. I was too young at the time. Yeah, and the lovely teachers sent all the homework home. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, I love I love the teachers that they do that. Yeah, year off school, and I had to work at home. But there you go. Get through it, don't you? So, obviously, your ticker is still dodgy I, today. I had, it's um, not recovered fully? Or I, I had checks 7, 14, 21, and mm. 28, which is this year. I'm 28 years old this year. Oh. <laughs> yep. um, you look like you got a dodgy ticker on. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, and at 28, I was a past 100% fit. Oh, really? Sorry, fat. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Spelling error. Yes, I was told, yes, when I was 28, I was, uh, don't worry about your heart anymore. And I wasn't worried about it before. If it's going to stop, it's going to stop. Mm. And the thing is, I wouldn't, I, I was told I wouldn't get a stitch or nothing, my heart would stop, which is kind of not really good. So I didn't do any athletics or anything, a any, any physical stuff at school. Um, bit of rugby, which I don't quite know how he managed to do that. But and there was a guy called Gibson who was the PE teacher. I used to beat him at rugby at badminton. Uh, but there you go. And the rest of it, I don't understand. Don't understand athletics. We run around in circles. Just wait here; they're going to come back, and they. <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't get it. But there you go. And that's that's about my sort of childhood, in a nutshell. So did you push your boys to play sports? No. 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 No, nope, not at all. I didn't push them to do anything. No. Nope, not a thing. If you don't want to do it, don't do it. Uh, if you want to do it, I will w support them as far as they can get whatever they want to do. Uh, and I think that's how it should be done. Mm. Or you push them, they don't enjoy it. When you're young, you've got to enjoy it. That's my philosophy. Right or wrong, but that's it. Sounds like a good philosophy. Well, yeah, definitely. Mm. Well, that's encouraging me what they want to do absolutely right whatever they want if do some dads live out their childhood through their children I suspect some do uh, and it's wrong in my book but there you go every dad does what is best and it's tough job as well it's it's yeah it's a gig that yeah it is a tough gig but there you go we all do it if you're lucky enough I guess some don't uh, but yeah, and I'm chuffed to bits of my boys. Hashtag proud dad moment. Yeah. How old are they now? Well, weirdly. Bear, bearing in mind you're 28. Yeah, they're both older than me. I don't <laughs> quite know how that works <laughs> out. But yeah, yeah. 32 and 28. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Do you, going back to when you were managing curly now something that and and it's curly and tyler. tyler and something that 
I haven't been coaching very long, but certainly I've seen a lot is people who are involved in sport that their kids are involved in as well. Children. Children either go one or two ways. They either go really, really hard on them or really, really easy on them. I'm still yet to see what I believe the perfect balance in a coach and a, a coach manager and a, and a player. Do you... Ha- do you feel like you achieved that? Did you treat your boys any differently to the others, or did you let somebody else deal with them? I didn't treat them any differently. Okay. No. Encourage them when they get down, uh, like a mistake on the pitch. You don't have to tell them that they made a mistake because mm. they know it. And praise them when they do something good. Uh, help them get through uh, bad defeats because you don't know it when you're young mm. and it is just a game uh, and teach them not to be you know, over um, excited about good wins because someone else has lost if you had a very successful you know 60 odd nil you should have some compassion for the guys you just mullered 60 odd mm. in my book mm. uh, yeah but that's that's just me I respect that philosophy have you ever had a situation with a with a player that you felt actually there is nothing I can I can do to help you? You are affecting everybody else. No, you're a lost cause. No, never had that. No, there's always something you can do to help every child, every guy, every man, every woman. There's always something you can do to help. Is there any you've ever thought that you've got it wrong that you feel like you should have done it differently, or Hindsight, mm. hindsight. I think everyone uh, makes mistakes, mm-hmm. uh, and that's how you get better. Um, would I have done anything differently? Probably not, because you learn from your mistakes. Mm. And if you don't make mistakes, you don't get better. That's my view. Yeah, but everyone de- deserves help in my book. Are there any ones that you particularly keep in touch with today? That you think that you helped I because they I tried to drop a few, like Jay, but <laughs> I can't. Uh, <laughs> can't, can't I keep in touch with, um, in particular. Mm. Uh, Some maybe that's on your mind more than others, I don't. Probably not. Um, I'll see them all. And, and I'll, um, like our President's Chairman's game, I'll send out a Facebook request for, for, the, for that game to about 500 of them uh, that are all still friends on Facebook mm. uh, and they've uh, and they've spread worldwide uh, from a doctor on the Gold Coast in Australia uh, to a couple of brothers that are in Canada they're, they're just everywhere they're just all over the world and it's the it's this it's the global contra- takeover of the world from from the club from the there club there you go yeah, I, I don't. I wouldn't put anyone above anyone else. Um, no. No. So no. My yeah. My question wasn't to who, who do you see with more esteem, but who, is who in particular would there be? You'd think I must touch base with them just to see how they're getting on. I, I don't. No, is the is the short answer. Um, no, I don't. No, they they, they come up in conversation. Um, Uh, and and I'll kind of think of him I wonder what he's doing 
but no, I don't. You know, I, I see them on Facebook, and I see that whatever, oh, whoever's got two kids now, or children, because they're not baby goats. Um, <laughs> but no, I, d I don't. Can't say as I do keep tabs on one or two. I think that's the wrong thing to do. Yeah, they're all men now, mm. making their own way in life. They mm. don't need an old gaffer, gaffer like me, do they? Well, they're I don't know. They're doing good. They're all doing good. That's good. Yeah, they're all doing good. Yeah. Smacks, when it when we talk about the club, where do you see the future of this this club and, and your role to, to play in it? Uh, the future of this club. The club, sorry. Yeah, the club. Um, here for a few years and then the new place. And my role's in it. I don't know. Time will tell what that is. I don't know. Can you talk... I mean, for people who I think will get mainly at the start, people who are involved in Wimborne, then across the county, could you talk about the new sports facility that we're going to? Uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, I would think, uh, optimistically, four or five years. Realistically, five or six years, maybe seven. Uh, it will be uh, twice the size of this club base, if you've ever been to the club. Um, two and a half grass pitches, a 3G pitch, a football pitch, and 300 car park spaces. And it's going to be a superb place. Um, just down the road at Court Jack Park. Everyone's welcome. Sign up to play for the club. Put on a black shirt and enjoy. And that's about, yeah, that'll take maybe, I reckon about six or six years, maybe seven. Why why that long? Because there's, there's agreements and limits and it, uh, it's and there's time scales. It's the council involved. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, and it takes time. And it takes time. What do you say it bring into the community though? I mean, obviously the club. Um, he's you know it's got adequate facilities for a small grassroots rugby club. It hasn't. Oh, do you not do you not think? No, no, I don't think it has here. Okay. Two pitches that are overworked, always in a constant state of disrepair. Clubhouse that is sticking together by the power of of, of gaffer tape. Um, I think it's just a bit too. We've outgrown the place, and we did 10, 12 years ago. Mm. Um, and it's taken uh, the council and us, I guess, uh, years of discussion to move to a new place. We're just bigger than this place now. And What, the the club's bigger than yeah, Wimborne yeah, yeah. Rugby Club? Yeah, without a doubt. 100%. Yeah. Has been for years. Mm. For years and years and years. Uh, and we moved to a new place. Wonderful. And it will just be... it will. It improved the life of the residents living around here because Saturdays and Sundays, for big games, uh, there's places where an ambulance can't re can't get around a corner, which is not good. No. Uh, go to a nice new premises. Happy days. Everyone's happy here, and the council can do what they want here. They'll have plans and they will do what they want, but we won't be here. So, what does it bring to the community then? The new facilities, sports facilities, obviously. Uh, multiple sports facilities. Yep football, rugby and many other things are planned that I don't know about because I'm not up the ladder far enough. What do you see though? What would you? What would your hopes be for, obviously 
a new sports facility with Wimborne Rugby Football Club's name above the door. I don't think it'll be that. The I don't think it'll be that. No, no, no. It's going to be a, a mixed sports facility with the rugby club has been offered first refusal to run the club, but it won't be a rugby club. There you go. Controversial. That's silenced them both. So what does it mean to Wimborne then? Rug uh, sorry, Wimborne Rugby Club, the club. It, needs, it means a new club. It means a new club with a 3G pitch, hopefully, and facilities that we can build on and grow into. Because uh, we are limited here. We have two pitches, and like I said, they're, they're just overworked. Mm. 30 car park spaces to 300. That's, that's more. It's bigger. And it's bigger premises. We can improve more teams. More people are going to want to go there. If, if you're a, a parent with their loads of new houses in Wimborne, if you're a parent with a couple of children, would you let them come to here, which is in reality an old air raid shower that's been expanded again and again and again, or a brand new sports facility? Mm. If you've got an option, flick a coin here or somewhere, Swans, Bournemouth, wherever, you're going to pick possibly not here. A brand new sports facility, someone in near Bournemouth or Swans or, or Oaks is going to think, let's go to the brand new sports facility. Let's see what it's like. So might be controversial but obviously um, in the area of Bournemouth uh, we're the club Bournemouth are not far down the road but they've got no real facilities of their own because the university's taken them over absolutely how do you see that playing out with Wimborne taking on new sports facilities that are big enough for them to grow into and expand do you see that being detrimental to other clubs in the area or not a positive clubs, thing not other clubs Personally, I fear for Bournemouth Rugby Club. Like you said, they have not got their own facility. Uh, they, they rent the place off the uh, uni, and I don't know the ins and outs of it, but I've heard rumours. Um, yeah, but they, they, they will do their best to stay there or or move on, I guess. They want a sugar daddy that could buy them a nice new premises, <laughs> whereas we've been, it's kind of get, getting built for us. Yeah, thank you very much. The... Um I am very much, and I know there are a few that aren't, but I am very much pro-move. Um, very, very much. The main, my, in fact, my only concern is nothing to do with the actual sport itself. It's in here. It's in it's the, the Harrison vibe. room. It's, it's the feeling. It's the main, it's the history that's gone here. I, I've been to many, many clubs up and down the, the country that are these sports facilities and it is not a nice environment. There's no rugby stuff off on the wall. There's no social, there's no environment. What there's would you no call it, sterile? Yeah, 100%, mm. a really heartless, you know, like when you go into a new build house and you can just tell there's no memories that have been created in there, there's nothing that's happened. That is my only concern, that we will lose this. So uh, I, would su uh, uh, I suspect that, that when we moved in here, before this house was here, and before the stairs were even on, I would suspect there was no rugby goodies in here. Mm. Uh, you take you, you, you. This is this will this building will will become history, just like the previous building, which is now Waitrose. That was history. That became history. You move on and and you start a new vibe, a new feeling, a new history at your new premises. 
or, or you stay here and we go under because it's mm. just too small. Mm. You know, the options are move to that new one or we're in a sticky position here. So do you see this more if, say, say it takes six years' time, mm-hmm. the new facilities are built, Wimborne Rugby Football Club moves in as as the facilities club, if you like, the one that is that home, run the place. that's home, it runs. The lead tenant almost. Do mm-hmm. you see then that there's more importance to try and bring on the the young blood that's been in the young in the youth, mini and youth of Wimborne up to the new facilities in order for them to create their new uh, memories and their new um, uh, let's call it um, feeling or vibe of the club. Uh, as in new ones bring as in the youngsters here today, They'll is there is there more importance on them coming up to uh, the no, new I facilities? Don't think so. No, no, no. I think it's seniors. That this club is all of it, from under or five year old under six to the old duff duffers playing in the third team. It wasn't so long ago that we had five teams here, mm. and this year we've got to drop our third team because of COVID. That hasn't helped. Move to new premises. It's going to be such a vibe about the place so much more excitement which will build and build and build uh, as the years go by and then we move in uh, and and it'll just it's just going to be fantastic everyone will have to buy into it you're always going to get a few people that oh i I miss the old place well okay but it is the old place now this is the new place did you miss your first car which might have been 30 years ago have you still got that car? No, I think mine ended up in a ditch. But there you go. There you go. Mine went in a crush. There you go. So you're not emotional about that. Your first girlfriend or whatever. You know, your first house. Things move on. and it, it, We just have to go with it. Or you go under, in my book. There you go. So it's better than going under, obviously. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. So yeah. So the worry, Jay, yeah. to, to your concern, mm. are, you know, do you take the, the ambience that's here? with you actually it's move on or don't so you, you know you could argue it's the people that yes obviously it's brilliant here and the stuff up on the walls and everything is amazing but it's the people that create that environment absolutely and then as long as those people that are creating the environment here come with us you know i'm i'm really hopeful that we can recreate or maybe not recreate because start i don't afresh. think you can start yeah. afresh and maybe have an even better Mm-hmm. atmosphere there than it is than it is here I, I think that's about it in a nutshell you, you move on and the people that, that don't want to move now once they're there and there's a brand new facility around them they're going to think where did we used to be mm. just remind me again as long as the coffee's as good the coffee will always be as good at the club yeah. and the Guinness the Guinness is always very good here as yeah, well yeah, yeah. Guinness so is the same everywhere I don't know why people say Guinness is better in different clubs. I, I oh, I've been places where Guinness I, is bad. I, I disagree. Mm. You know, going from here at the Guinness to the Weatherspoons in town. Oh God, the the standard is awful. Might as well just not that there's anything wrong with Weatherspoons, by the way. Well, no. he might be other one of our sponsors. Th- there, yeah. are, there are that. There are other. He pubs might be available. one of our sponsors. Weatherspoons on our shirt. What do you reckon? JD Weatherspoons. Yeah. Line up here and get your rubbish Guinness here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. So where do you see you? At the new facilities, Smacks, do you see you... Obviously, you've achieved now the lofty state status of uh, vice chairman. 
I see myself in a wheelchair, push myself <laughs> up to the up to the line, saying, "Go on, Jane, uh, <laughs> go on." Oh, I need the toilet. <laughs> That'll be me. What do I see? I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't really. It, it, what will happen to me will happen to me, and and I'll enjoy it no matter what. Where would I like to go? I'd like to still be as vice chairman for this season, and we'll see what happens next year. Fair enough. Mm. Watch this space. Mm. I think we'll break for half time then, yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Change ends. Change ends, yeah. So, a few bits of news. We obviously have touched on the new facilities of the club, uh, which is just up the road from Bow Park. Um, any other news on your front, Jay? Um, any announcements? Anything going on? Gonna be a Do dad? you want to make a news? God, no. Um, not yet. Uh, there's Good. there's lots of stuff going on within the community. Uh, really great to see a lot of senior fixtures being played yesterday. Um, I think the right call was made in the end to cancel pretty much every senior academy or under-18s game uh, today uh, because it was minging. I went um, I went and watched a, a lad that I'm uh, doing some work with at the moment play uh, football this morning and honestly I could not have been colder if I if I tried it was hailing it was miserable and it was awful and I was thinking in my head what a brilliant idea it was to whoever made that decision to not make me go and do this again this afternoon so I know that um, there's a Sandbanks beach clean mm-hmm. on the 3rd of April mm-hmm. um, which the rugby club are trying to promote at the moment get everybody down uh three o'clock till five o'clock is that correct smax is that what it says on your phone that's what i'm looking at on there at the moment then that'll be what it'll be (laughs) Mm -hmm. so if anybody's interested in going and helping out in the community there's a nice little uh, few hours on the beach is it called a 150 mile clean or something it's called the sandbanks beach okay clean there you go do you want to speak about the food bank food bank um what about the food bank so it's um it's at the community center which is next to us at the club um sharon keenan is a manageress of it and uh, they give out food parcels uh, to people who are forwarded to them as needing a food parcel and a first weekend of every month uh, we have food bank collections here at the club to assist them with all of their needs so if somebody wants to give to the food bank they bring the food to bring a tin of beans or packet of dog biscuits whatever you want uh, and drop it off at the club in the shop or upstairs and it will get to Sharon and when's the club open so that people can know when Saturdays if, if there's a home game from about 12 12.30 ish and Sundays from about uh, 9 o'clock ish I'll be here probably mm. so if anybody's got any spare food or wants to donate or bring anything, it to anything, the club toothbrushes everything everything it's a busy place and does that go to local people in need local families in need goes to the people that put forward to have it um, families in need or 
single people in need or just anybody who's in need of food bank and they do christmas parcels they do easter egg things it, it's 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 a, there's three or four food banks in winborne uh which not good i think for a for a, for a country like us but it, there's a need for it so and sharon does it does a great job they all do all run by volunteers and good on them i say so if anybody else has got any um, of our listeners that have got any uh, things that are local to them that want to promote during our podcasts, uh, Jay and I will be listening out. If you'd like to either find us on social media, we're on mm. Instagram, TikTok and Twitter as Be More Rugby or at Be More Rugby. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get in touch with us on there or James at Be More Rugby is an email address. And uh, we're going to try and set up some J at uh, be more rugby. Um, .co.uk or .com? I better check that one out. It'll be .co.uk or it'll be .com. We'll be one of those two. One of those. I suppose I ought to check it. It, it, Instagram is the best way to uh, to get all of us. (laughs) I should have done my homework on this one, Spex. I should have done. (laughs) That's not good, is it? But uh, it is what it is. Hindsight again. that's right. We can we can cut this bit out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can do something like that. The power of the editing. So James at bemorerugby.com. There you go. Which For the first instance. Which was your first guest, wasn't it? There you go. Well done. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Right. Half-term announcements. If anybody's got any, get in touch with us. Awesome. Second half will kick off. This is where we'd like to talk to you, Smacks, mm. as our extra special, very mm. first guest, probably the best guest we've had on the podcast so far. About how rugby's helped you, how it's influenced you, how you feel it's been of um, a strength or maybe a disadvantage, I don't know, to, to you, yours, um, outside of the club. General day-to-day life. How has it helped me? Mm, I guess other people would be better to answer that for them while I was a manager uh, perhaps you would know if it helped me Jay I don't know uh, has it helped m- me since I stopped being manager immensely uh, by getting ill um, uh, this how club how would you like to you touched on that earlier on about getting ill would you like to elaborate on that or yeah yeah um I had a little bit of a issue uh, with a bit of cancer in my throat. Um, it was tricky times, tricky times indeed. Uh, got through that, um, and I had a stroke, and I had um, a bit of skin cancer and a bit of prostate this last year. Um, and you can get really down. Uh, I think I'd like to think I'm a strong guy mentally. Uh, but it can get you down uh, big time but having something like uh, this place that is kind of falling apart and things to do like the toilets like the floor like mopping I mean steam cleaning the concrete outside this week having stuff to do gives you something to do gives you a reason to get up and get out of bed it's easy when you're not feeling good 
to slip into wallowing in self-pity and thinking, God, that hurts. But this club, for me, has given me a reason uh, to be. Uh, I don't think that's putting it too... Uh, whatever the word is. Um, yeah, it's given me a reason to be, and it's got me through, helped get me through, along with some expertise from the NHS and his odd chemo and the odd radio and and support of wives or wife. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Whoops. Yes. Don't tell my missus about <laughs> that one. Yeah, family, friends have done their bit, obviously. Um, and I guess I've done my bit as well. But you certainly have. Yeah, it, it was tough. It was tough. But there you go. Spax, yes. um, I'd like to talk about your award that you got. Oh, one of my many, many awards. Um, your Oscars, was it? A uh, few of those. I've been called worse. Oscar being not one of them. Uh, was this the... What was it called? It was the Bath one, the, wasn't the it? The Bath Community Award. Bath Community Sport. Spirit. Yeah, Community Sports Award, I think it was called or something, wasn't it? Something like that. Yeah, that was a, a nomination that... It, it's an award that Bath do um, for kind of someone at grassroots level, uh, I guess maybe unsung hero possibly or something like that. I don't know how you would word it. Um, unsung heroes, I think, is a pretty good uh, yeah. description. Um, and they hold the award at the, uh, I'm sure every club does it, but but Bath was the one I was nominated for. And they, have a, they present the award at their awards dinner with all the, the high-flying people from Bath were all there. And little old me got on stage and I got an award. Yeah, it was, it was very good. It was very good. Yeah. What did you get that award for, Max? Because I'm awesome in every which way, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> and obviously they heard about it. And uh, what was it for? It was... Um, uh, you get nominated for being... for what you do at Grassroots Rugby. Uh, and I guess all that I've done I guess, and someone nominated me, and a gentleman called Tom Evans, I think it was, was reading through about 1,300 emails, and a few others were reading through them, and then he read uh, this email from someone that had written about this dude, and he said, everyone stop, I've got the winner here, and, and that was that was little old me, yeah, and I took my award, yeah, it's very nice. Well, well deserved, Smash, you are one of the most modest people I've I've ever met you know you make the jokes about looking like George Clooney and being the best person ever. Just because I do look like George Clooney, yeah. it's not a joke. I'm offended. <laughs> yes, um, but the stuff you do here, I know you do a lot of the unseen work, but there are a lot of people that do see it, and there is no way that this place would still be standing if it if it wasn't for you. Uh, okay, thank you. Uh, I think it probably would. I think someone else would do it. Not uh, the level and the dedication that that you do. And that's uh, I can't I kind of get that as well. Um, a very wise gentleman once said to me, "The problem with things, other things at this club, is that no one actually cares." Smacks. Mm. Or rather, he said he added, "No one cares like you do." And if everyone cared, it'd be so much better. Not just here, but all over the world, mm. in everything. 
So one of the philosophies that we've got with regards to life being rugby or rugby being life is that if you care enough to give your strength and all to the guy next to you then they'll do the same for you and all of a sudden you're a stronger unit you're a team and by the sounds of things that's something that you've actually gone out of your way to do is give your strength your your um, energy your positivity to everyone here at the club in order to try and whether they're grassroots um, lads and girls playing rugby or whether they're seniors or whether they're other members of the management club or even the ones you know even the mop downstairs that you used to mop up you just seem to give your all for others I try to yeah yeah if that's good then it's good if if people think it's bad then it's bad well I think it's uh, actually probably necessary for anybody that wants to succeed in life to give their strength to somebody else because Nobody goes over the dry line on their own. No, 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 no. Together we are stronger. All things like that. Loads of sayings spring to mind. Uh, yeah, I, I just try to keep... I, I, I care. Uh, not just about the club or rugby. or, or in, I just care um, about everything. Um, and I try to help everything and everybody with all of my being. There you go. I don't think that was over the top, but there you go. That's that's me. Yeah, Brilliant. humble old me. Yeah. So Max, where would you where would you say the state of the game is in Dorset and Wilts at the moment? I know you're heavily involved, or used to be heavily involved in the fixture side of it, and spoke to a lot of people, and you have a lot of contacts. You know, every rugby club I go to, say, "Oh yes, yes, I know, I know Smax," and. You know, you, you are thought very highly in multiple, multiple clubs in the immediate area, but then also a lot further afield as well. Where would you say, in your opinion, the state of rugby in Dorset and Wilts is at the moment across all levels? I think Dorset and Wilts, uh, if you talk nationwide, is quite low because we don't have a, a powerful club here like an Exeter, like a whoever, Saris, whatever, or the beloved London Irish. <laughs> um, we are missing a big, big club. Luckily, we are Bournemouth. And luckily, uh, if, if you want to test yourself at the best club in, in Dorset and Wilts, go to Bournemouth. They are the highest ranked team in Dorset and Wilts. People should go there and try it. Um, we spoke earlier about uh, lots of clubs don't like Bournemouth. I think that's wrong. Uh, I think uh, they have a position, they have a place, uh, and if you go to Bournemouth and you are successful, then a bigger club will hear about you, and, and then you can push yourself further on. Um, the answer to the question, where do I think Dawson Wilts are? We're pretty lowly down because we are just a, a club with like no motorways, and, and, and there's nothing in Dawson Wilts of a real quality club or rugby club that I know of mm. there are some good clubs but not of like all of them like whoever I mean the real quality clubs are not in Dorset and Wilts uh, and, and that's just how we are geographically I guess so obviously if you you're saying you want to try and get somewhere in rugby you want to get to a high level push yourself go to the big clubs etc yeah. etc et without a doubt 
to the young lads and and young girls that just want to go out and play sports would you obviously encourage them to go out and play sports but what would you say they would get from rugby if they're not looking to become a professional oh you get so much from rugby uh, i don't know what you get from other sports i'm sure it's the same you, you get the you get the friendships the camaraderie you get the winning you get the losing uh, you get the training you get the fitness you get the there's it just goes on and on and on we talk about winning and losing because you did mention earlier on that um, you, when you were part of the Colts team, you tried to push them to play well rather than performance. So your words, I think, were um, you helped them through bad defeats and tried to stop them getting too excited mm-hmm. with good wins. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Because of that age. A bad defeat could turn you off the game, and that's a loss to the game and to yourself. Uh, you talk to your mates, so it's a loss to uh, many others. Uh, and I personally don't think you should, what's the word, take the mick out of uh, teams if you've just slaughtered them, in my opinion. What's the word? Is it magnanimous and defeat or whatever it is, some mm. of those words, mm. with all them words mixed up. That's the one. That's the one. I think you should be, you, you should enjoy success, um, but it's not the be all and end all, in my opinion. So I read um, a phrase a long time ago um, when we win, we celebrate, when we lose, we deliberate. And it was along the lines of sometimes a win, like you say, might be an easy win you don't necessarily learn from it nope, nope, whereas when you lose you can learn a lot about yourself absolutely and a lot about your teammates learn a lot about the opposition and get better for it an easy win uh, Jay would know this because we had a few at your age didn't we oh yes big wins so an easy win let's say 60 70 odd 10 uh, white line fever kicks in there's no teamwork there's no structure goes out the window uh, all that you train for just is forgotten about because everybody can score a hat trick and it's the same uh, whatever position you're playing you fancy your chance to get some points that day uh, the opposition will learn more about themselves in a heavy defeat than you will about yourselves in a very successful win and that's just how it is and is that something that you tried to help the lads in the the Colts understand when when you said about helping them not to get too excited with big win? Uh, so I recall one occasion, I won't name the club or the players, uh, we had, uh, we were six, I think it was, well it was here, and we were something like about 40 odd points up at half time, and then it became ugly in the second half. People were in the try zone and passing to their, their mate on the wing who hadn't got a point, hadn't scored yet letting him try so that happened first time after about five minutes in the second half and the manager or the coach at the time took that player off that's not what you do if you're in the try zone you dot it down and you move on it, it's I, I can't say that you just you should just shouldn't take the mick out of the opposition and we had a referee that, that everyone will know him but i won't say his name uh we were something like about 
47-0 up at half time. And we went into the group huddle uh, and uh, they were talking about at Colts level at that time, if the points difference was 50 deal, and I think it still is the case, you offer an early stoppage to the losing yeah, that's uh, the case, though. coach. Uh, and we talked about it at half time, and they had uh, a, a centre who was pretty good, but in a losing team. And mm. he said, uh, So you're not stopping the game now, are you, sir? And the referee said, No, 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 but Wimborne will score a try, and it will become 52. And do you want to stop the game then? And this this centre, who was on the wrong end of a 47-0 at, at half-time, he said, no, no, we won't stop because we'll come back and we'll win this. And, and uh, that says a lot to me about what rugby is. 47-0 down, you can come back and win this. 52-47, we will win this. And that's, th that's I don't think that actually answers your question, but... And that's a big moment that stuck in my mind. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So I've always thought that. Um, obviously, we talk about respecting rugby. It's one of the biggest things. And yes, when you're winning and, and walking over an opposition, um, to not have the respect for the fact that they've come out and stood on the pitch opposite you um, is a, a bad way to be. No matter what sport you're in or, mm -hmm. or what walk of life you're in, mm -hmm. if someone's come up to be your opposition, even if they don't. If they're a different class, you should always respect them. Absolutely. You see that with, I mean, England have played Italy today. But Italy still respect, uh, England still respect Italy. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yesterday's you know, under-20s insisted that, didn't they? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Great result for yeah, yeah. yesterday. Yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah, absolutely amazing. Nothing but good for the game. Nothing but good for the game. You know, I think when we speak about those sort of core values and I can when I was playing under 16s here and I won't name the, the referee or the club um, we were playing against a, a, a Wiltshire team and they didn't have enough players and uh, I was very new to rugby hadn't played very often and the, the coach, our coach decided to uh, give some of the inexperienced players to the opposition and um, I played obviously second row and I was put on at fullback for this club, and uh, Wimborne were winning heavily, and it did start to get a bit nasty. And I uh, can remember awesome, awesome bloke um, who doesn't play rugby anymore, but made a, a brilliant break through. And I was playing fullback, and I just remember thinking, "I'm just going to tackle him. I'm just going to tackle him." And uh, I did. I tackled, him, I tackled him into touch. And about 10 minutes later, I'm playing with this other club and we're defending on our try line. And uh, the guy I used to play in the second row with um, ran at me, stepped me and scored. And the, my, the Wimborne team and New Milton straight away, because it looked so bad, because he'd stepped me so well, it looked like I'd let him go through. That I'd just gone, let him score. And it erupted properly properly erupted around me and didn't matter how many times i said i promise you i didn't let him go go through it was really interesting to see the teammates that were playing for wimborne some of them were like yeah well done jay for letting him through mm. others were like that's not part of the game 
the club I was playing for was absolutely fuming and the referee asked me outright did I did I do it and even then when I said no I, I promise you he just stepped me he mugged me off yeah yeah and that happens to me regularly on a on a Saturday I wasn't going to say that <laughs> um and it, it we you know we talk about those core values and stuff like that and that is easily the worst experience I've ever had in rugby because I could not bear the thought of anybody thinking that I would do anything like that mm. because that's not good for the game that's not sportsmanship no, no, no. what's uh, your best experience in rugby my best experience in rugby uh, yesterday has to come pretty close oh, I get that uh, yesterday has to come pretty close but Wh- which bit of yesterday man of the match winning or scoring the winning tries um, probably just the win yeah, J- yeah. just just the win yeah, good lad um but I'll tell you what it really is after. No, no, yeah. no, it is just the win. But my my best memory in rugby will always, always be um, that tour to La Havre. Was it really? N- I barely remember very much about the game, other than the splitting of the atom moment between me and their <laughs> their eight. And but the oh me- yeah, yeah, there was a game as well, wasn't there? Yeah, there was a yeah, game. Yeah, but yeah. the the memories, the the environment you created on the bus, the the, the fear of falling asleep, Excellent. the. Uh, the really respectful stuff when we went to the cemeteries and the the bonding the the awesome stuff that went on that tour mm. um that i'll never forget for the for the rest of my life and i made brothers on that tour good lad and i i that will always be n- always be my best memory nothing to do with playing but will always be my best memory we had a guy one year many moons ago who signed on at registration day here for colts and to smack stuff signed on there's me a check from mummy but I'm not going to play because we had a deal then that, that you could only go on tour if you're a paid up member he signed on knowing that he wasn't going to play so we could go on just tour just on the tour absolutely they, they were a bit legendary weren't they oh they were they yeah. certainly 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 were yeah. I am um, often the uh, the shirts that we that we have I had six on on the back of my shirt and uh the nicknames that we'd originally put in did never made it to printing. But no, uh, no, no, no. I don't quite know why. No, no. But um, every time I take that that shirt out and I I look at it, mm. and I've also got a pair of the half shorts because it's no surprise to anyone. My admin is absolutely shocking. And when we turned up at the Halves Rugby Club to play, back in the again, no, I've left my shorts at back at the hotel, and uh, they were amazing. They took me up to their wonderful club shop not as good as your club shop clearly not not as good but was pretty pretty amazing up these spiral staircases and he what size what's that and i was like oh um 34 triple x oh uh, sorry <laughs> that's now that's now not then <laughs> um and uh i've still got those shorts i've still got all those awesome memories Lovely. and you know not many pictures were taken for for obvious reasons but best memory of mine i probably uh, i'd probably go best memories of my life actually not just within rugby that's what it gives you that's mm. what that's what sport gives you is the memories 100%. what's yours then Smacks? I don't have much memory I had a stroke <laughs> I got out of that one well can't get out of that easy. what's my best memory I have two three really good memories uh, one was the moment uh, we both said I do and one little boy and then another little boy and the rest of them are good memories, but they're the three. So, talking about the one little boy, two little boys, what do you think, or what would you hope 
those two boys took from their days playing rugby into adulthood, parenthood. So straight away, I could tell you straight, uh, well, sadly, <laughs> none of my parents yet, um, what they're, they're both taken is a bunch of friends who are still friends. Uh, that's success for me. That's that's it. And what would you hope for any of the Minion youth coming through the club? What would you hope that they learned from their days playing rugby and moved on when they move on? What would you hope it's taught them, helped them? I would think that most Minion youth age groups would wish I was still their manager, probably. Mm. Um, what would they take on? I, I hope they all take on the idea that teamwork's good, helping each other, because that's what a team does. Uh, all the good things that we've previously spoken about, I hope they all take that on. I hope they don't take on, uh, if they're asked in five years' time, what's your biggest, what's your best memory? I hope that none of them say beating whoever in the final 16-0. I hope that no one says that, because that shouldn't be. They can enjoy winning the final, I get that. But if they, if they go into the detail of, 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 a, of a trance and against someone when I scored five tries, I hope that no one takes that on board. Really do, because that, that won't help them in, in the, throughout their life. That won't help. So teamwork? Absolutely. Hard work? Team and memories. Memories. And, 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 and friendships. There's guys here that are 700 years old, and, and they've got, they're still friends with guys that they used to play with 700 years ago uh, and, and that I'm sure, like I said before I'm sure every sport gives you that but I do know that that rugby gives you that and they will talk about it's e even opposition they'll have friends here that are, were opposition uh, back in the day when clothesline tackles were good and, and uh, you wouldn't go for the ball you'd go for the other guy's face and try to break his nose and it's that's what it was then and they're still friends even now and that's what matters in my book yeah not that i want jay as a friend in years to come obviously but <laughs> don't think you've got that choice now smack oh god yeah. oh well make the best of it won't i but there you go that's what i think they, I, I, I hope all upcoming uh, rugby players for out throughout all rugby's time i hope all they get from it is the, the is the teamwork and, and the friendship that comes with it. There you go. I get a bit deep here. No, no not at all. No, perfect. Yeah. That's what that's what I kind of hope. And that's what I said to the guy on this at Bath. He asked me, "What does rugby? What do you what do you think rugby gives?" And I think I said something like friendship. He, he said, "From when?" Oh, I, I'll tell you exactly what I said. I said, "Friendship from from sperm to grave." And he said, I've never had anyone say sperm on stage. <laughs> so well, we've never had someone say sperm on a podcast, I said, so well, there I you go. I said, well, there you go. You just said it. So that's twice. There you go. <laughs> yeah. and, and it was good. There you go. Brilliant. But that's what I hope people get from it. So I know in my experience um, with my lad, as and you know him well, um, the ability for him to be able to integrate with his peers and understand his position in a friendship is certainly what he's got Good. and I know he you know he's you know, maybe he's struggled everyone's, everyone's different and he's coaching and he's yes coaching. and he's Which coaching better. share your skills 100% yeah yeah without a doubt hmm. I think that's good 
time to stop, don't you? 100%. Full time. Brilliant. I think that's full time. I think we'll have a bit of a cool down and just talk about um, um, perhaps what we're going to do on the next podcast. We're hoping mm-hmm. to get some some more very, very, obviously not as good. <laughs> there'll, never, there'll never be another first guest on the podcast. But we're hoping to get some other very interesting people. Do you guys want my autograph now? <laughs> <laughs> I, I've, I've already got it. Thank you. Oh, thanks, mate. <laughs> He's got it tattooed on his. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think um, I think it's been great for the first podcast. I think it's been awesome. Definitely. You know, I think the lessons we can all take away is, um, yeah, rugby brings people together, gives people purpose, gives people friendship, gives people teamwork. Mm. As um, do other sports. Other sports are available, yes. 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 But not as good as this one. 100% with you. Other clubs are available, but... Not as good as this one. Yes, spot on. So hopefully we've got some more podcasts to come. We're trying to line up some guests at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, Jay and I will work very hard at it. Smacks, would like to say thank you ever so much. You've been delight, as always. Oh. I guess I've been good. <laughs> Always lovely chatting with you, Smacks. Thank and you very yourself, much. young man. Thank you very much, James. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you.